Welcome to TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Yeah, we're back for another episode. This is your go-to podcast for discovering, you know, uh, what do you want to watch on TV? Getting behind-the-scenes insights from the people who make the shows that you know and love. Your guest today is the wonderful Deborah Jo Rupp, a TV heroine, a TV legend. Uh, you know her face, her voice, uh, her warmth and wit from that 70s show. She will be on that 90s show, which is out on Netflix this week. We're talking about everything. Yeah, even that Grey's Anatomy episode she was in. Turns out she did not know it was written by the Grey's Anatomy scammer. We talk about it. But before we get into all of that and, and the Tebra Joe drops that we have, I, I am here uh, and I want to thank you for hanging with me every week. And I, I need to ask you a tiny favor. Who in your life, your brother, your best friend, your sister, your polycule, who would love the Jason Manzukis episodes that we did over the holidays? Who needs more Captain Sandy? Like, she's truly on below deck. I need her to fire Camille now. Captain Sandy, I got that for you all right here. The tiny favor I need from you, if you would help me and this podcast, if you would share it with one of your contacts right now, please click on the thing, send it to your friend, text it, be like, hey, you know, I know you're always looking for new podcasts or you don't know what TV shows to watch. You want TV recommendations. I would appreciate it so much if you could tell people that's what I'm doing over here. I'm telling them what to watch. So, you know, if you could just tell a friend, tell a friend about the pod. Thank you so much. It would mean so much to me. And you know that it means so much to me that you're here. I love you, TV Club. Let, let's share this experience with more cool people like you. So join TV Club, share it with a friend. And yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, so that, that, that was my little favor. And before we get to Deborah, I'm also, you know, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, share some of my TV opinions this week. Uh, my watch list pretty big you know things are coming back we have new shows the return of old shows tv is here baby it's in full swing and let's talk about the big one that everyone is talking about over on hbo you know so much chatter over this show people could not stop talking about it i am of course talking about the last of us <laughs> the last of us i'm going to talk about the last of us first because i truly enjoyed it I did not play the video game, but I am a big fan of, you know, just apocalypse, zombie, everything. I loved Station Eleven, you know, loved The Walking Dead early seasons. So I, this show was made for me. I will say uh, I, I, I'm into it. I like the cast. I am, and obviously this is just the whole premise, but I was shocked that we were jumping ahead like 20 years. I was really enjoying kind of seeing the in real time collapse. And I think that's a lot of times, you know, what I like to focus on or just more of like how civilization kind of learns to survive in the media aftermath of something like this. We go 20 years uh, into the future and now most of civilization exists in these like very tightly controlled quarantine areas. So, hey, I'm in. We're all going to be talking about this one on Twitter every week. We know it. We know it's that 9 o'clock HBO slot. That's 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 the good TV. So we're all going to sit around. We're going to chat about it. So, yeah, I got I got to give it five out of five stars. That was a great premiere. Again, if you're one of the, the video game people and you weren't happy with it, let me know. Let me know. You know, send me a voice message or just comment on the Patreon. Tweet at me, whatever. Just be like, Ashley, actually, in the new in the video game, this happens. And I'll and I'll I'll hold them to task. I promise. 
But let's talk about the other HBO Max show that is causing all of the conversation this week. It is Velma. Velma, the adult animated series that is a reimagining of the Scooby-Doo origin story. I say that because, okay, look, personally, I never liked Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I'll say it. Never liked Scooby-Doo. Always thought it was a boring cartoon. Even as a kid, I was always just like, why aren't these people putting it together? It's a person in a mask. Stop being so scary. So it never clicked with me. So... When I heard it was a reimagining, I really didn't care because I didn't, I was I was never a fan of the original IP. You know, I, I was excited to see Mindy Kaling was involved and Glenn Howerton. A lot of people I think are just so talented and funny, uh, also wrote on the show. So I was like, okay, let's see what they do. And I kind of figured it would go for a more, for a more Harley Quinn tone, which it does. It wants to be like Harley Quinn. It wants to be this clever, sarcastic take on a classic you know, figure like, you know, Harley Quinn, they make Batman this like whiny uh, kid with like daddy problems. And here they want to kind of take Velma on in that same way, but it just doesn't work as much. Uh, You know, Harley Quinn has this really strong emotional core. Like you want Harley to get better and you want her relationships to succeed with her friends and her partners. And in Velma, like they set up this emotional core between like her looking for her lost mom. And then pretty quickly they kind of just, cheapen it they like that's supposed to be what you know drives you to invest and they literally even have a meta reference to that that like oh now that you know you know why Velma's doing this you care and it's just like well you know I can't take the emotional core of this show seriously like I do I want to see Velma grow I mean I guess she's she needs to grow she's definitely within the show as this character in this reboot not a great character or person so yeah she does but you know, I can't say that I'm charmed to go on that journey with her, <laughs> but I will be going on it. Uh, I'm going to watch every single episode. We'll see where the show goes. You know, I don't give up on shows. You know, actually, I, I'm i going to tell you a secret. I gave up on a show uh, last week, Ginny and Georgia, season two of Ginny and Georgia. I really tried to enjoy. And, you know, I told you that was one of my favorite white lady wine shows. You know, like one of those shows you eat popcorn, you drink your red lady wine. I tried to watch it, could not get through the second season. So sorry, Ginny. Sorry, Georgia. Couldn't make it through. Couldn't make it through. Uh, We're still chucking along with Paul T. Goldman. There is one episode left this weekend. This last one, it's like finally we're getting to the point where they're calling this guy out because the whole time I've been like, hey, aren't you the one who was sex trafficking and buying a bride and aren't you the one doing the things you're accusing everyone else of? And it's like, finally, we're getting to the point where where Paul has to face that. So I cannot wait to see how this reckoning happens and if he falls apart. Uh, I also watched the Mythic Quest finale, uh, which places our characters uh, at the end back where they were last season. So that's how that went this season. It seemed like the season kind of dropped a lot of threads, I'll say, uh, as it made its way to the final episode uh, and, and getting our our crew back together. But hey, I think that'll only make it stronger next year, having everyone in the same office, at least. And finally, uh, you know, I was watching Below Deck, Captain Sandy. She's amazing. Go tell your friends to listen to that episode so they can get good advice. Uh, I hope that Camille does get fired because she was drinking on the job this last episode. <laughs> Come on, below deckheads, we know you don't drink on the job. Get her out of here. 
Get her out of here. I'm so tired of her. I also finally finished uh, one of my favorite shows that debuted uh, in 2021 was sort of on HBO Max. And it got a second season. The second season came out a a few, like maybe a month or two months ago. But I love the show so much. I wanted to save the season because I knew it was all out at once. I wanted, you know, we had that lull in television. I wanted to be able to just sit with it. Oh my gosh. I finally watched the second season. It is everything I wanted. It is so beautiful, moving, good. It has one of the best just finales, season finales I've ever seen. The final just moments. Everything had me on edge. I hope the show comes back. It's just so beautifully done. So sort of. Uh, just just killing it and not really getting the attention it deserves for it. So that is my watch list. Coming up, I'm going to have Deborah Joe Rupp's watch list. Yes. Uh, and we're going to talk about how she manages to find that kitty red horniness in that 70s show. So stick around. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. TV Club. We are back with another episode and a guest I am so excited for. We have the amazing Deborah Jo Rupp, who you probably know as Kitty Foreman, one of my favorite TV characters and one of my favorite TV moms in TV history. Hello, Deborah Jo. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You, to me, that 70s (laughs) show, one of the best sitcoms of all time. How does it feel to to have this big revival sort of coming up and this renewed interest in the show? Well, I, you know, we, the show the show has been kind of long lived here, the 70s show, because it's period. So it doesn't really date itself because yeah. it's the 70s. So that's been a gift from the gods. Uh, and when they called about the 90s show, I just remember thinking, what, what, what happened in the nineties? I don't <laughs> really. And then, and then I realized first computer, the big, huge phones, the, you know, and I went, oh yeah, it's all coming back to me now. It's been really great. It's much like the seventies show, you know, it's, it's, it's a different period, you know, but it's, it's also discovering things the way we did in seventies. We're doing it in the nineties now. That 70s show, obviously it hasn't uh, aged, like you said. I have just started rewatching from season one, actually. And oh, from, wow. Yeah, from the pilot, it is incredible just how strong it is. It is so funny. It's so yeah. well written. 
And, you know, I think kind of people kind of forget that shows can be so, so good, like network sitcoms. And it's one of those shows that I'm just like, no, it is still just as good. Yeah, we it was um, I think in some ways it was kind of accidental. The only thing I remember is how badly every single one of us wanted it to work. (laughs) <laughs> like we all wanted it to work. Like no one got in trouble. No one was late. Everybody knew their lines. You know, it was like we just really, really wanted it to work. And we had a battle because we had several heads of the network through those first three years, you know, and they like to bring their own product yeah. in. So we had to fight that battle every year. And then I think by the third year, it was like, okay, you're good. You're yeah. good. But we, it was, there was a lot of pressure. Yeah, just this is a hit. Clearly, it's a hit yeah. with, with people wanting that 90s show. Uh, you know, I, I actually do remember I watched that 80s show when they tried that a long time ago. Oh, we do not speak of that. Yes, right. Ashley. We don't talk about we that We do one. not speak of it. <laughs> Doesn't even count. Didn't have no. original people. We don't mm-hmm. talk about that. No, no. A little blip in the wheel. Nope. Yeah. Nope, so nope. when I saw that 90s show, I was a little like, oh, no, I hope the original I know, cast. I know. I hope. I know. And then we get Kitty and Red back, and I, I have all faith. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should. I think uh, um, I was just talking to someone in the hallway who who has seen uh, at least the first episode and uh, and was very complimentary. But it's I mean, hopefully uh, we were trying to be very careful to make it be life moved on, you know, so it's 16, 17 years later. And life has moved on, but it's still life. So it's still people from Point Place that you're going to see. I mean, they still live in the town, yeah. you know. <laughs> the 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 kids are back. The and then the grandchildren are back. And you know, Don Stark is back from Florida. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, hopefully that it is it is the same feel. Yeah. You know? And how did it feel to reconnect with Red? Oh, Kurt Wood and I. Well, Kurt Wood and I have stayed in touch this whole time. Uh, he's he's my all time favorite. I he's he's just the best. It's just it's really lovely to to work with him. I, I'm that makes me very happy. I don't. I would not have done this without him. I, yeah. I wouldn't have. You know, you can't. You have to have the two of them, you know? Yeah. And I, I just always loved the dynamic between you two because I think, I know. you know, in most know. sitcoms, it's angry dad and then the yeah. ditzy wife who, you know, he's yeah. mean to. But Red and Kitty truly love each other. Like, they're yeah. very yeah. horny for each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and uh, well, they're a little slower now, I might add. She's, <laughs> you know, it's a little. Uh, uh, but, yeah, his soft spot was kitty and and kitty knew it i mean kitty could get whatever she wanted from red you know and then and she loves him you know and she and he was he was the hard ass and she she let him be that so she didn't have to (laughs) yeah you know i just i love that after you know married with children and so much of just like why are these two people married to finally get a sitcom that's like oh these these are two married people who love each other like wow this is what parents are like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was just great. So, so excited for that 90s show to come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But first, Deborah, I want to know, what TV shows have you been watching recently? What's on your watch list? Oh, I do a lot of streaming. Ooh. Uh, and I'm so bad with the names. <laughs> I'm so bad with the names. Oh, what did I just watch? I just watched Acapulco. 
which oh, I really yeah. loved. Have you seen it? I have. have that is a really good one that I feel oh, like. Oh, I loved it. I just loved it. Yeah. It just made me happy. It it really made me happy. It's so just fun. And then I just watched the Harry and Meghan documentary series. Ah, I yes. loved it. Uh, I didn't think I would, actually. I was like, oh, I don't know. But there was like sort of nothing else, you know. Yeah. Sorry, but it was surprisingly good. Surprisingly good to me. You know, yeah, I I had the same thoughts. I was a little like, uh, what? I already know this story. What could yeah. I possibly learn from this? They already left. What more is there to know? But it was felt, really yeah. interesting. No, it was really interesting. I I, I have a v- very different perspective on things now from it. So. Yeah, are you uh, are you going to read uh, Harry's book Spare? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because, I mean, I feel like I'm getting everything from the book. In media in the, now, yeah, anyway. right, yeah. You know, I like I know about the fight with William, and I, you know, <laughs> and I'm just wondering what else is. Although little things are coming out now that I go, oh, I don't know, I might have to read this. Yeah, I keep seeing little things that I'm like, oh, and then some right? of it is like, oh, Prince Harry like did coke with Courtney Cox and watched a movie, and I'm like, I don't think I need to know that. Like that's that's just fun, I guess. And really, quite honestly, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't you care. know, I don't care. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Are you a big documentary person? I do like documentaries. I really do. But but I'm also like, oh, what was the name of that show with Tony Collette? Um, Mayor Mayor of Easttown. Was that Tony Collette? Uh, With Kate Winslet. Yes. Oh, it was. Yeah. So good. I really love that. So good. I like those kinds of shows. Yeah. Yeah, usually I'm kind of like, ah, murder mystery, uh, it's okay, we'll see. But this one, just even every character pulled me in. I loved the cop that she works with, um, played by, oh my, I can't believe I don't remember, Evan, Evan, who was on American Horror Story, Evan Peters. Okay, okay, (laughs) Who played the cop. Uh, And I I don't watch American Horror Story, so I didn't know, but I loved that show. And, And there are some others like that, that I, I, I will just take an entire day lay on the couch with a family-sized bag of Doritos and just uh, and that's how I spend my day and I watch every single episode <laughs> that's amazing that's the dream <laughs> yeah and yeah. then obviously I have to ask you're gonna be in Agatha Coven of Chaos are you you know a, are you big into that world WandaVision Marvel Studios when I got the call for the last one I thought it was a cartoon. I had no idea what it was. Just absolutely no idea. And I said, no, I, I don't want to do a cartoon. I don't. And I was talking to my great nephew. And Johnny said, Aunt Debbie, if you don't do this. And I went, Johnny. And he went, no, Aunt Debbie, it's big. It's big. So I said, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. it I had the most fun. I had the most fun. It's a great company to work for, I'm just, and I'm not even, like, saying that to get hired again. I, I, it's just they <laughs> very much take care of you. You know, they're very secretive. I'm terrified of them. Like, I, I'm doing the next one now, and I can't say anything because I think they'll put me in jail. I don't know. They're terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. But I really, really like it. It's, it's stuff that I've never done before, especially in – this one coming up. Uh, I've never done yeah. this stuff before. And it's it's really exciting. It's really exciting. 
Yeah, and how is working with Catherine Hahn? Yeah, I feel like uh, Agatha was kind of the character who blew up from WandaVision that people were just so enraptured by in her performance. Well, she was so good in it. She was just so naturally good in it. And I would just, you know, I'd be in these crowd scenes and I'd just watch her. So I'm really happy. I'm, I'm, you know, it's always nice to come back to something because you know some of the people. So you're not like the new person anymore. You know, it's like, and you feel yeah. more comfortable. And I really enjoy Catherine. And I, I was I was really happy that they, they centered it around her. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's just going to be amazing. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with WandaVision. And yeah. And to be able to do both of them, because 90s is so different. It's it's kind of an actor's dream. You know, it's coming late in life for me. But it's an actor's dream. <laughs> it's the year of Deborah Jo Rupp. Come on. You got that 90s well, show. Agatha. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a year. I have a year. It's nice. Yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah, it's it's your year, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I am a huge fan of Grey's Anatomy, and I know that you did play a role as Joe's therapist in an episode. Yeah. I yeah. was wondering just, you know, what was that experience like being on the Grey's set, working on Grey's Anatomy? Were you a show a fan of the show, or were you just kind of like, I'm coming in to be in the 20th season? <laughs> that was hard for me because it was supposed to be, the part was supposed to be something different. And they they changed uh, uh, the writing took a shift and so they changed the things um i'm not very good playing parts that are just like normal people <laughs> i just like i can't do the normal people and you know i did one of my first one of my first jobs in tv was um the equalizer but the like the old equalizer which i by the way i do i do love the new equalizer i do watch that uh, and that's one of the only network things I watch. Um, but the old Equalizer I did, and I was like a secretary. And I, and all I had to say was, I have a message for you. Well, I, I decided that I was just going to make something of it. So he would come in and I would go, I have a message for you. No, no, no. You just say, I have a message for you. That's it. That's all you do. And I couldn't do it. I just could. I almost you got could, fired. Oh, wow. You I couldn't, couldn't do it like a normal down. person. No. I, and then I would go, I have a message for you. I mean, it was just awful. It was just awful. So I don't play those parts well. And, and the, yeah. And the Grey's Anatomy was kind of one of those parts, kind yeah, of, except you know, she was a psychiatrist, so I could sort of do something with it. But I'm just, I'm not very good. And I did a Law and Order that was like, she's kind of right. a normal person. And I, I was, I sucked. I mean, I just sucked. <laughs> and then I just stopped doing normal people. I can't do them. I just can't. It's just no more of that. Going to, going to no one wants to see it. Yeah, no, it's done. It's done. Now I just play oddballs. Uh, yeah. You know, those I love. I, yeah, I, I did think you were great as Joe's therapist, but I was kind of well, like, thank if you. you're bringing in Deborah Joe Rubb, why are you just having her play a therapist? Like I was like, I know, right? Is she going to be a therapist with a secret illness? <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was. It was something else and it was more episodes. And then they just, the writing, I mean, even before I shot it, so I know it wasn't my fault. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it was, they just changed it. And well, it's fine. you know, it this, it was an episode uh, that was written by the Grey's Anatomy scammer. Uh, if you're familiar with that story, it is a woman who wrote on no. Grey's Anatomy. 
Yeah, she wrote on the show for like six years. She pretended to have cancer, but she didn't have cancer at all. <gasps> uh, she didn't have any illnesses. She faked like a cancer port. She would shave her head and she wrote in the room and like would use her life stories that were all made up in the show. And the Joe character she saw as herself. So she like she was the one who had to go to therapy because she was lying about her illnesses. And then she used that in the show and they ended up rewriting a bunch of it. So... <laughs> Just I think FYI, that's where I was, yeah, Maybe you, I was in that. You were you. I I looked at all of the ones that she wrote, and I was like, oh, oh my goodness! Wow. So that's kind of an honor. You're in one of the Grey's Anatomy scammer episodes. So, <laughs> wow. I remember, uh, and it was. Um, oh my god, this is just terrible. The dancer Debbie, Debbie. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Debbie, Debbie Allen. Debbie, Debbie Allen. Allen. Yes, she was the director. I loved her. I loved her. She's really fast, and uh, and then and when she likes what you do, she leaves you alone. That is a gift from the gods. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and her character also the Grey's Anatomy scammer like ruined her character and was like gave Debbie Allen. Oh my Allen, god! Yeah. I'm totally gonna look this up tonight. Oh yeah, there's I'm... so many. There was a whole Vanity Fair piece. Her name is like Elizabeth Finch, and she basically took over the writers' room because people would be like, "Well, we don't want to do that story," and she'd be like, "I have cancer. I'm dying," and they'd be like, "Well, okay, we'll oh do the story." Oh my god. <laughs> and, oh my god. And yeah, it was. Oh, all I'm lying. in that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember if she was in the room or not. Oh, man. I I'm so I I'm a big Grays fan. So when the Grays scammer story came out, I was like, I need to know every detail of this. you were all over that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you're on set, when you're filming things, are you someone who likes to watch a lot of other TV to kind of relax? Or are you more like I like to focus no, I'm a on TV the project person, but I'm but I'm generally I'm I I watch the housewives only because my life will never be that bad. It just won't. <laughs> so I feel superior. I feel like all is well in Deborah Joe Rupp's land because look what's happening here. I do enjoy them and they and it's just um it just takes me away. So we shouldn't uh, expect you to hop up in any Housewives franchise. Oh no, that will never happen. No, 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 no. That will never happen. What's your favorite location? Oh. Uh I think Beverly Hills. Uh, if New York ever returns, I really enjoyed New York. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then sometimes, sometimes New Jersey. I'd liked Atlanta when Nene was there. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, my favorite Atlanta. My favorites was Nene and Kim. Yeah, and, Nene and, and Kim were my that, favorite. Right? right? I kind of stopped when Nene left, and now I've kind of started coming back to Atlanta, but now I'm oh, all about- Oh, is it any better? Yeah, kind of. It's a little repetitive, the arguments. I, yeah. I've i gone full on on Salt Lake now. Salt Lake is the one that I'm like, okay, this oh, is the Oh, the Jen Shaw thing. Exactly. See, I missed all of that, and I kind of, I go- Oh my God! Do I even want to start this? I might. I. It's good, right? It's, it's good. worth it for Jen. It. Yeah. I hear Potomac is really good. Potomac is good too. Yeah. I don't watch Potomac, but I hear it's good. I just start. I started that one late. <laughs> I did. I jumped in on like the last season and was like, okay, this is good. I'll go back and like really do it. Oh, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Do you do any I, other I reality you. shows? Are you like a? Um... Uh, oh, I'm a big. Okay, this is like. Oh my God. I watch The Challenge. Ooh. I don't think I've ever missed a season of The Challenge on MTV ever. Yeah. I love The Challenge. 
Uh, Survivor. I watch Survivor. I love Survivor. I used to be big on Amazing Race, and and then I stopped. I stopped Amazing Race like several years ago, because you know you can only watch so much of yeah. other people's lives. Amazing Race. I kind of was like, I get it. You know, there weren't really new dynamics. I was like, yeah, the yeah, mom yeah. and daughter were going to argue, and I got kind of yeah. sick of that. Uh, yeah. Survivor. I think I'm going to get back into because everyone said the last season was really, really good. And well, they went to people that don't the that aren't good at it. You know, yeah. they're not like trained athletes. You know, they're like they're like me if I did Survivor. <laughs> Although I would just cry all the time. I'd just be hungry yeah. and cry all the time. You know, I would be kicked out before they even had a tribal council. I'd be out. Yeah, I watch those you know. shows and I'm like, I'd immediately want to leave the second I'm hungry for a burger and I can't just get a <laughs> yeah. burger. I would be yeah, like, what no. do you mean? Mm-hmm. I, I can't do yeah. this. This isn't for me. No, life is too short. Too short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. So I do. I watch it. Uh, I watch a good deal of it, I guess. Yeah, I do love the challenge, which I it feels so right. Like it's been on for forever at this point to me. Like maybe I've seen for since the first one. I have no idea. But I mean, I used to watch. I remember the day I found. Oh, my God. What's the reality series where they they live together? The real world. The real world. I. The day I found that, I was really sick at home and I was channel surfing and I, they were in Boston. It was the one in Boston and I started watching it and that one girl was crazy and I went, oh my God, these are really people. These are really, well, I could not get enough of that. And then I went back and found the ones I had missed. And so I was on that for a while and I think that brought me into the challenge. I think that's what happened. Yeah, same. I feel like I know- I know the players intimately now, these these challenge players. I know them. Yeah. And, like, I was a kid when Real World first came out, so, like, I started watching the later seasons, and then I went back and watched the earlier seasons where they're, like, really raw, like, before people knew how to yeah. be on reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, now yeah. I feel like it's so polished, and people, you yeah. know, get it. Yeah. They want it's their not, social media yeah. followers. Uh, so then, yeah, I went back and rewatched, and then, of course, I was like, okay, now I got to get into the challenge, and... Yeah, Ooh, I've no, I've lost challenge is good. Yeah, I've lost whole weekends to that show. Just <laughs> oh, I got very very involved in the. Oh, this is just awful in the CT uh, DM thing. Oh, uh, you know that. Oh, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, my producer Wait. says there have been thirty eight seasons of the challenge. Well, okay, so I've I've seen them all. I've seen yeah. them all. I'm sitting here like, you know, wow, have I really thirty eight? Have I really I done think that? that? I have. Wow. I think I have. You know, I I think we should be proud of ourselves. (laughs) MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So we have some questions that came from TV Club. Uh, our Patreon subscribers wanted to, to ask you some specific questions. Uh, so we have those. The first one is, did you ever smoke pot with the kids on that 70s show? No. Okay. Nor nor do I think they did. Uh, I know that they had from the, I know, they're kind of amazing from the, the first year because the show had that in it. They made a pact, all of them, that they would not do drugs while the show was being made. And as and to my knowledge, they never broke that. Ever broke that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's I feel like that's shocking news. Like though they were really just acting that stoned. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know. They (laughs) they could have smoked it before they started the show. So they knew, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I certainly had no problem acting it you know (laughs) I went to college in the 70s so I you know um but uh no they had they had a pact and they and they kept to it I was really proud of them yeah yeah, yeah, I guess as a kid, I was just like, they all just are such cool stoners. I bet they smoke all the time. Like, <laughs> no, they were. I mean, maybe they do now. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so proud of them for just not getting into trouble. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, the next question you have been in so many classic shows New Heart, Family Matters, Blossom, just historic shows. Uh, what is maybe the best memory you have of working on one of those classic shows, LA Law, The Office, what's sort of the one that you, you know, tell tell the family members that you're like, oh, this time on this set? Well, I'm going to tell you something about Family Matters. I loved, and I think, I can't remember if I did more than one of those. I don't know. Anyway, Family Matters, the food on that set was the best food I had ever had on on a sitcom. That food was unbelievable, just unbelievable. It was everywhere. I, you know, as a starving actor, I was just in heaven. Anytime they called, I would go. I was there and I was there for the food. It was, it was sensational. I do remember that. What um, kind of food was it? Oh my God, it was comfort food. So it was like mashed potatoes and gravy and like like really great omelets in the morning with French fries. I mean, it was like, it was really good food. Really, really good food. Yeah, really. I do. I so remember that. I could see that on the Family Matters set. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. And then I think for... um, for notoriety, it was probably friends because it, they ran like a machine. It was easy, you know. Yeah. It was like there were no fi- there were no fights. I I used to say, I 
I did I did a million sitcoms in the 90s, like a million. Yeah, you did and Seinfeld I, too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to I used to tell people that I I could I could tell when a show was going to go and when it wasn't. And generally, it had to do with did the people all respect each other and get along or not? <laughs> and if they didn't, that show was not going to was not going to last. Yeah. And if the, the food was good. Did la- well, the food was a perk for me. It was a big perk. And I was not one of those people that was like interested in not gaining weight. I just sort of didn't care. Yeah. I'm so short anyway. If I eat like a peanut, I, I gain five pounds. So it, it you know, it was senseless. So I really enjoyed those shows. Yeah. Did Seinfeld have uh, any good snacks? What was their craft table like? They were fine, but there was nothing like Family Matters. I just remember going, oh, my God, I cannot wait to go back. That's and I think amazing. they gave me a day off. I think they gave me a day off, and I think I was very sad because I would not be eating. <laughs> just... Yeah, just no, no amazing dinner. That's so. I do love food. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, uh, is there a dream actor or actress that you would like to work with? Uh, personally, I would love to see you do something with Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, I feel like you two have like a Oh, she's rhythm. so good. <gasps> she's so good. Um, yeah, I, I I would love to work with her. I, I, I kind of, no, I don't know that I have a favorite. I don't think that I do. I'm trying to think of who's, who's in comedy. Oh, uh, Christopher Guest. Oh, I yeah. would, oh, I would love to do something with him in one of his movies. You know, do you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You uh, would be such a perfect fit for that. Yeah. Oh, I would love, love. You know, Fred Willard did our show. Yeah. And did 70s show. And I used to say to him, Can you talk to your friend Chris? Talk <laughs> to him. I could do I could do a dog show movie. I could yeah. you know. You could I, totally do the mockumentary vibe. Right. I would love that's that is one thing that I would love. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna we're gonna make that happen, TV Club. We're gonna oh, get out here. Good. We're gonna petition. <laughs> Because you would be be perfect for that. You and Jennifer Coolidge (laughs) together. It's all I want in life. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, I could just, she's yeah, amazing. the two of you bouncing off of each other, yeah. you with that like Kitty, Kitty Foreman accent and her just, I love it. <laughs> her uh, ditz thing that she does. Yeah. yeah. But I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank that, you, Ashley. That 90s show premieres on Netflix on January 19th. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait to, to dive into this new crew, this new young cast. Thank you so much. Thanks. my goodness that was that was so fun i'm so glad i got to be the one to tell deborah joe rupp about the gray's anatomy scammer <laughs> that feels really special to me that i got to break that news to her uh on your homework watch list uh, i am gonna ask you to watch love without borders yeah love without borders might have some fun reality show stuff coming up for you you know some more some more reality stuff uh, i'm gonna ask you to watch home economics yeah yeah, I you know I'm always begging you to watch this show, but now I'm really begging you to watch it because we have not gotten renewal news and I need I need a renewal. So go watch Home Economics. I need it renewed. Uh, I, I need you to go watch The Elward Generation Q. Uh, and we also might have something fun from a guest from Mythic Quest. So I told you about the finale earlier. Go watch the whole season. Tell me what you think. Uh, and hey, 
I know the drama, but I am putting Velma on your homework watch list if you would like to join the conversation with me. Uh, We will also have Extreme Sisters coming back on TLC, Extreme Sisters. Um, It's kind of like Smothered or uh, Mama's Boy, that show on TLC, but it's about sisters who are way too close. And I got obsessed with it over the quarantine, and I have just been waiting for it to come back. So... (laughs) finally yeah finally extreme sisters and also happily ever after yeah 90 day fiance i know you guys we you guys you guys like they they did a three-part tell-all and then there's still a fourth part to this tell-all that comes out this weekend on the 22nd like what else is there to cover this like it happily ever after let's get to that part end it the end why why are we making Sean Robinson show up for a four part finale? I don't that poor lady. I I know she's so probably tired. Uh dealing with Big Ed and Angela. But hey, we're watching it. <laughs> we're watching it. Also, Love Without Borders, if you if you haven't uh, caught up on that one on uh your Peacock app. So, you know, that that's what I got for you for homework. That's what I'm watching. That's what I'm excited about. Some some guests we have coming up really good stuff so you know do me that little favor go tell your friends like subscribe leave some ratings i I would appreciate it so much go check out our patreon we have so much merch at Podswag. you know i love you tv club i'd appreciate if you show me some love you're all the best we'll be back next week with another episode tv i say with ashley ray another episode another episode TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Sam Kiefer and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVISAY, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium.